Welcome to the Agile Strategy Lab podcast, where we explore what it means to view your organization, your company, or your community through the lens of agility and create a strategy that works in a rapidly changing world. I'm Liz Nilsson, the Associate Director of the Lab at the University of North Alabama. Today's episode, presented in collaboration with the Strategic Doing Institute, is number 21. The art of asking questions is at the heart of agile strategy and strategic doing. We encounter countless questions every day, from the mundane and silly to the profound. Profound questions aren't necessarily about the meaning of life or even a major transition in your life or organization. Profound questions do, however, reframe the way we see a challenge and in that way spur us to change the way in which we approach it. Maybe you've had some people in your life who are particularly good question askers. They might have been parents, teachers, supervisors, even friends who had the knack of encouraging you to take stock in a new way. One role that is, as it were, a professional question asker is that of the coach. Coaches may work with individuals or teams, but in any context, the goal is to help the person or team being coached acquire skills that they can then use independently perhaps with the coach watching on from the sidelines or completely out of the coach's view. Great coaches ask questions and teach us to ask questions of ourselves. In this episode, we talk to someone who uses strategic doing in his coaching practice with companies and their leaders seeking to make major transformations. David Duchesne is the founder of Odolith, a consulting firm based in Belgium that takes a people-oriented approach to its work. David notes that he's often surprised at the extent to which management underestimates the talent in their own companies and how slow they can be to embrace collaboration. Unblocking that resistance is often key to solving the problems that David's been retained to help them solve. David begins his work in companies with senior management, helping them understand the strategic doing approach, and then he asks them to take a big risk, to agree to form what he calls a TAT, a temporary association of talent that brings together volunteers in the company to tackle a challenge to which the appropriate response isn't yet clear. David serves as a coach for the TAT, but it's very much a temporary role, preparing the team to work on their own. The coaching also isn't confined to the TAT. Supporting their work also means coaching the senior management. This conversation was part of a recent third Thursday the monthly global gathering of the strategic doing community. Here's David. Okay, I've been uh, working with several management teams uh, in the recent past, um, and I've used actually um, the uh, strategic doing methodology to unblock certain discussions. Um, uh, It's amazing how uh, difficult existing management teams sometimes um come to um to cooperation within their existing team and so and what i noticed is that when you use the strategic doing methodology you help them have the experience of achieving something together um and especially the powerful part of of uh, combining assets is something that is um revealing for uh, many uh, teams um because you can define cooperation as uh, sharing and uh, using exp- 
exploiting and combining each other's assets. It's a very simple definition, but it's a very powerful one. Um, and so, so I've done that in a retail context. I've done that in a production uh, context. I've done it in service areas, uh, and so, so it, it works uh, wonderfully there. And so, it, it's it's creating movement, um, uh, teams that move towards a new level of functioning, a new le level of achievement. Now, what I've noticed is that um, those teams, and, and those are existing teams, these are not volunteers. But then um, if you make the transition between what you do on a strategic level and you go to uh, the operational level and you try to, to translate, transfer the transition to others, then you see sometimes reluctance by, uh, in those management teams because um, uh, I've applied that methodology in several companies internally to guide change processes. And then they get worried. People get worried. Management teams get worried. Uh, what if... Um, uh, if those teams um, or those groups of people uh, come up with solutions that we don't want? What if they spend too much time? What about billable time? What about um, uh, do they have to do that within the hours and outside of the hours? You must know that Belgium is a very unionized uh, country and, and, and very often um, uh, there's very strict rules about a lot of things. And so people worry. And so for that, we developed in Belgium a new approach, which is called the TAT, uh, TAT, or uh, Temporary Association of Talent. And those are groups within organizations that are facilitated using this strategic doing methodology. And, and, and you structure a bit more than you would like to perhaps, but you structure a TAT so that they can work function within an organizational context. Um, so um, management team decides to go uh, towards TATs and there's really a, a really, it might sound strange, but there's a kind of policy that they sign off uh, and it's communicated within the organization. Um, so, so the organization adopts that, absorbs that. Um, and so it's really, um, um, uh, fixed into the, um, uh, I would say, the, the way of working of an organization. It's, it's difficult to go back there. So, so it's really transparent and it's really open, but it's also documented. It's not something that someone said in a certain meeting. It's really documented. There's, there's really a written document that um, guides that, that, that introduction of the TATs. Of course, the next managers can always... Um, uh, return executive orders, I would say, uh, and go back to previous uh, life, but um, uh, but they have to explain them. So so it's not that easy. In terms of the structure, there is um, what there is a team of volunteers with um, the chief strategic doing officer, uh, which is the 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 one who who pulls it. It's he's a, he or she is a member of the team, and there's also a sponsor in the uh, management team or in the in, in the board or or whatever the level is. So so they can always relate to the um, the the sponsor, and the sponsor has a task. Really, it's written like that. It has a task to remove any obstacles that that TAT might encounter which would jeopardize their functioning. So, so the, the, the sponsor is not 
responsible for the controlling, but is responsible for contributing to the success of the TAT. Um, and so that's the role. There's a sponsor, there's um, someone responsible within the team uh, to make sure that everything um, uh, evolves. Um, and then we add a facilitator, especially in the first two meetings. Um, and that can be an external or an internal facilitator to get the group going. But it's not intentional or it's not intended that um, after the, the first or the second time, the facilitator always is present. It, the, the, there can be a facilitator if the group demands it. Uh, and the last thing is that the TAT is temporary. That means there's a time frame fixed. And if the time frame is, is depleted, if they, you reach the end, uh, there can be a decision to say, okay, it's a success and, and we, 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 we integrate what's, what's delivered or we can uh, continue because there's potential, but we've, we're not there yet. Um, uh, and, um, and sometimes they, they change the scope, but, 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 but there's a temporary uh, time frame. To, to avoid the fact that a TAT becomes a committee, becomes an eternal um, group that works uh, continuously and, and invents maybe new questions and new products. If they encounter a new project or a new um, question, they go back to the sponsor and say, well, actually we were working on this question, but we don't think it's relevant any longer and we have to do something else. But then there's a decision moment. A TAT has a question, but not no deliverables, um, and that's something some people get nervous about. Uh, but um, um, we avoid uh, pre-formatting the deliverables in those TATs. Otherwise, they they become project implementation groups that have to do something that is already decided. There is one thing that I, that we've added in the TAT is that if there is a volunteer in the TAT that doesn't have a track record in terms of performance and has actually a performance problem that management can uh, refuse um, to have that person in the team. Uh, but they have to explain, they have to give feedback. That's the, and that's also a worry because sometimes uh, what they worry about is that the TAT is a vehicle for corporate tourists that want to evade their or elope their, their responsibilities, which is kind of strange. But I had to add that into the guidelines of the TAT oh, because then they couldn't intervene. And so they felt that they were kind of in control of the quality of the composition of the group. So we defined the roles, we defined the process, we defined also the sponsorship from management teams. And so we started coaching an, an entire organization um, using the strategic doing concepts and methodology uh, to help a, a an organization to go from A to B. And so such a, 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 a temporary association of talent, which we've used in an IT company, in a temp agency company, uh, in a production company, is, a, is uh, for us a, a good addition to the strategic doing um, process because you define the context in which strategic doing can operate, can function within an organization. And step by step, people see that it works. And so management is less worried about certain things. And so they give more, um, more, more, more space 
to those temporary association of talents, which are volunteers, they are volunteers within an organization. And so we started using that as an organizational coaching uh, concept to drive change, uh, facilitated, um, structured and guided, but uh, using the same uh, principles of uh, creation and creativity, sharing assets. And there I use the entire uh, flow because what is great about the uh, strategic doing method is that you start with a very open question. It's not too open, it's not too close. It's linked to the strategy, it's linked to what you want. And there you give people the possibility to shape their own uh, future and it works wonderfully well. But like I said, sometimes people or managers or management teams are worried about giving too much freedom Okay, so then you have to respect it. And the TAT, the Temporary Association of Talent, which is not the same as a project uh, team, well, that gives them some reassurance uh, to go ahead with the philosophy of strategic doing. So that's what we've done so far. So we used it on executive team level, and then we made the transfer to organizational level where we use uh, SD as a lever a lever for change. Um, so the first TATs are kind of pilots um, uh, that are very well, um, I would say, uh, supported um, and, and they get training as well. And um, uh, we train also people internally uh, on facilitation skills uh, in general. Uh, and then we say, okay, strategic doing is a structured facilitation but you have to learn how to ask questions. You have to learn how to be present in, 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 in the role of facilitator. Um, so we, we train people. And then what we see is that people start using the strategic doing um, framework, maybe not very literally, but, but they, they talk about assets and sharing assets and combining assets. And they talk about uh, defining um, um, or exploiting um, all the creativity that, that that's uh, in the in the next phase, and then they 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 they, they talk about thirty thirty. Uh, it helps them really to progress, um, and that gives them a, a good sense. But they're trained, they're facilitated, they're supported, and we start with the management team. Very often, for instance, in the production environment, but also in the IT services company, you saw that. Um, uh, management um, systematically underestimates the trustworthiness, both in terms of intention and competencies of the people. And, and, and they're kind of surprised of how mature and how um, dedicated those people work on the questions. Right. Um, I, I use the word surprised. And we could be surprised that they're surprised, but, but sometimes they, they underestimate really the um, the power of those people. Uh, what you see is that um, the teams are thrilled and enthusiastic that they can do that, that they can work on a certain uh, question. Um, uh, very often um, they're not used to that because very often, uh, so for instance, the production environment was very top down uh, yeah. with leaders who had difficulties to delegate. Um, and so for them, it's, it's, it's quite unusual. Um, and so you have to put a lot of work in reassuring them uh, that what they'll do 
will be picked up and will have meaning and that they can really not only propose but also implement certain things and then you have to really also work with the management team on how to deal with um, the output of those um, temporary associations of talents um, but in the fact that these leaders um, or these managers uh, are I would say um, delegating um, a significant uh, project gives a lot of energy gives a lot of gives empowerment and makes that people are really picking it up. Uh, the only thing that I have to guard is that um, some sometimes the management wants to intervene, wants to take back, uh, wants to take decisions and, and could jeopardize the work of that group. But this would be detrimental uh, for not only that group, but also for the entire program of, of change. So that's something. So we coach then those leaders again on how to deal with those uh, TATs. But I must say, um, in the companies that have done it so far, it's quite positive. And you see that even when you start with, I would say, uh, a bit an approach of controlling um, that actually um, the trust uh, establishes uh, itself um, and that you don't need all those. Uh, I would say guiding principles of a TAT because it works um, by itself when it's facilitated, when it's coached. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the lab, visit our website at agilestrategylab.org. You can also email us through the website. Just look for the Contact Us button. You can learn more about strategic doing, including the Third Thursday programs, at strategicdoing.net. See you next time.